0: Ladies and gentlemen, we begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry carrying items including laptops and devices of similar size for landing. landing.
1: Five, two, three, two, one.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter... KULTURAMA WITH DIVA We are Inno Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama WITH DIVA. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as DIVA takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva.
0: Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This episode is Inspirational Moments, and my guest today is the busy lady, Miss Amy Bavard. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? Welcome to the program. Now, Amy is a book author, motivational speaker, and she wears many hats. Amy has an interesting story. She has written three books, Mobility Matters, King Confession, and Seeking Solace. Am I right, Amy? That's correct. OK, great. I have a lot of questions to ask you, Amy, and I don't know where to start. <laughs> your life journey is like a movie from Hollywood. Think to us about your journey, and how has it helped you to be the woman you are today?
1: Well, it really is kind of like a Hollywood movie. It's I, mean, I had this opportunity to teach overseas through, uh, I had met some of the teachers through a missionary conference. And from that point on, everything snowballed. I found one job after another, after another. And in the middle of it is when I had been diagnosed with RP, retinitis pigmentosa, and told that I was going to lose my vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to go blind, but they didn't know when or how. So it was just this, this black shadow hanging over me. Yes. And yeah. So I had so I, I had this, uh, these this wonderful life where I was living my dream, traveling during breaks, going from country to country each year, and that I had that shadow following me, uh, not knowing when I was going to lose my vision. And uh, yeah, and then I ended up marrying an Egyptian, which was another kind of Hollywood thing. We married in secret and I got a job in another country because it wasn't really safe for me to be, safe for his family, for me to be in Egypt. And he eventually left the military with a dishonorable discharge. But his whole family could have been in prison. It was just really a, a big thing. We started our life together. Within a year, we were pregnant. We had uh, w- with twins, which was another amazing story. And then, uh, twenty weeks into my pregnancy, I found out that I, I was. Uh, I had problems and that was a whole other offshoot of my life. So yes, it affected me so much, all of these things that happened to me.
0: How much was it of a surprise for you and your family, you know, to find out you have this 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 um this diagnosis and how did they help you, you know, what is supporting all
1: of that? Okay. When I was first diagnosed in nineteen eighty nine. It was a shock to everybody because no one in my family had had that. No, it wasn't uh, something. It's a hereditary uh, condition, but nobody in my family had had that. So I was like an anomaly. Uh, and we adjusted to it rather quickly because I had a job that I had to do overseas. And I had to make a decision. was it Was I going to let this condition decide my life? or was I going to continue to live my dream of teaching overseas? And uh, so then I decided to, to go and teach, to continue teaching overseas. Mm-hmm. And my family's attitudes entered into it over the years and they were a big support to me. Mm-hmm. When I um, in, When I came back is when I really had the problems in 2006 and they were they treat they didn't baby me they made me <laughs> they, they kind of just expected me to go to go on you know yes. and I think that was very good for me and mm-hmm. like even even if when when I came back in 2006 my father was diagnosed with uh, cancer and I stayed home to help afterwards, so we help my mother after he passed away. And it, uh, for about a year, everything was sort of going slowly. I was losing more and more of my vision. But after that year, my mother became, she was very uh, frail. And so I had to take over the cooking and a lot of the, the household duties. So I think that was also very good because it didn't allow me to feel sorry for myself. I had to step up and do some things. So both of the both my brother, my sister, and my uh, my whole family really supported me by treating me normally. Yes. That's great. So Amy, you you you, you wrote that
0: uh, you, you, you 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 are losing your sight, but you also mentioned of your hearing. How did yeah. it was for you? Tell us about that process.
1: Well, the hearing Like my vision is progressively uh, happening, and it's it had been slow as my hearing had as my vision had been, but there were a couple of times there have been a couple of times when I have been overwhelmed, completely overwhelmed. One of them was when my sister was uh, she was very ill with uh, cancer, her own cancer, and. I was talking to her, and it was probably only a few months before she passed away, and she asked me a question, and I didn't hear it, and so I just pre- I just gave her an answer, yes, no, something like that, and she, she got really angry with me, and she said, why are you pretending? Why are you lying? It's like you're lying, and I was just... I, it was terrible. I I came. I walked home afterwards, and I was just. I can't. I can't have both hearing and vision loss. It's just terrible. And I didn't know how I was going to handle it. And I was so sad that I made my grief. And yes. I because I didn't look at it as lying. I looked at it as pretending. <laughs> and um, and 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 there have been another time too. There's been a, you know, it's just so difficult to more difficult with my hearing loss than vision loss. Yes. So what
0: were, some of the, what were some of the simple things you took for granted uh, that you were not able to perform due to your vision loss?
1: So what have I not been able to perform because of, oh, what duties? Okay. Well, in my classroom, it's, it, was, it was more difficult to manage my students when they knew that I had problems. Uh, sometimes, one time I dropped a, a set of books I was carrying a lot of books and I dropped them on the floor thinking it was the table. <laughs> so uh, I had some classes that were easier to manage but I had a couple that were really difficult and that was uh, my vision and my hearing loss was the de- uh, that's when I made the decision to, to start writing and to leave the classroom to educate in a different way. How difficult was it for you to adapt to your new surroundings? Well, it's there's a couple different uh, couple different ways that I look at it. Mm-hmm. So for example, when I came back home, it was difficult to adjust to living in a small town period after living in some capital cities and being around lots and lots of different um, nationalities. So that was a challenge in itself. And the surroundings, Oh well, my goodness, when I started losing my vision, it was like, I felt like I was walking off a cliff. I just couldn't, I didn't know what, what the next problem was gonna be. I would walk into walls. I would trip downstairs. I would oh, wow. uh, trip oh, over gosh. books. Um, you know, it was just so challenging everywhere I went. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was very difficult physically to adapt. And it wasn't until a couple months after I made a decision when I started my job that I started to adapt better. Yeah. When I got my hearing aids and when I got my white cane, although I didn't use that right away.
0: Joshua so many new folks said I'm speaking with, Miss Amy Bawerd. So, Amy, tell us about the disabled community in terms of. How much help have have you received from them? Were they they very beneficial to you and still today?
1: Yes, yes, yes. The the Bureau of Blindness and Visual Services has been such a great help. uh, I had a a completely blind orientation and mobility instructor who has just changed my life with his outlook and showing me, demonstrating what it's like. I had a counselor who would just say, who would tell, advise me to tell other people that I had vision loss. Uh, before it was a like a little secret that I thought I was hiding from everyone. Except really, I was only hiding it from myself. <laughs> and the since I have started writing about it and sharing my story, it has been an amazing, amazing journey because the the people that I have met with Vision Loss have been so inspiring and have shown me that I'm not alone. And I have, oh my goodness, met so many confident, courageous yes? people that just show me I can do anything. And so I joined that, that of people that want to show other people that they that that there is life after blindness, that there is life after hearing
2: loss. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing, or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot, or graphic designing. Need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids. Want to do online or offline promotion, maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at one eight six eight three three eight four one two three. That's one eight six eight three three
0: eight four one two three. two three So, Amy, you credited God. For retooling your skills to this moment, could you explain that to us and what and what ways this was being done?
1: Well, with my sight loss, God has just placed people in my life that are so encouraging. The extra tools that He gives me are one, courage. That that's the, the emo- that's the emotional, uh, um, psychological. Tool that he's given me and a new outlook. He has given me uh, training. He, he's provided. Uh, he's provided like uh, the, a new computer to help me with with uh, different uh, programs. Like it's Zoom Text, which I can see. But everything is magnified greatly. So it's just uh, so many different things. It's people he's put in my life. It's Uh, it's the physical things that he has allowed me to receive, that he's put in my path. And it's a positive outlook and knowing that he's always there with me. When I have my cane, I look at that, that -hmm. he is there helping me navigate.
0: Based on your experience, why
1: you felt the need
0: to educate persons about vision loss?
1: It is so necessary because i'm even learning so many different things and when i first when i first was uh, when i first met my my orientation and mobility instructor i had a lot of misconceptions about blindness and i had the misconception that either you're sighted or blind like many people do and i didn't i felt really bad really uh strange using a white cane because I thought well I can still see I have this central vision and so I I learned little by little that that there is no that there are no limits and this is through modeling so I think that it's very 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 important to educate other people that that we can do things differently and not that there isn't uh, that it's not, I'm not something to be pitied, or that if you have vision loss, that you are, uh, you are living a substandard life. That yes, you, there, there's so much, there's yes. so much that you can do.
0: You know, we, we we have to play our part as um, different challenged people to educate the public who doesn't have the, these challenges. And Amy, my next question brings up great interest because you have written three books. All with different disability themes. What has been the reactions from people within the community and those who are outside of the disabled community?
1: Well, it's been very positive. I've had people thank me, family members of people who are who have lost vision and they 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 feel that they understand their loved one or their friend or their family member better since since the book, and I have also had people who are sighted who better understand, who who have had no idea of the challenges beforehand, and so I've had them thank me and learn a lot from it. The last last book was on my faith walk and uh, pregnancy loss or actual physical loss of a family member going through a divorce, all of these things and that has really been a different kind of reaction it's been uh some people have uh, thanked me some people have uh, mentioned that i'm very very open about my faults and about my uh how god has really met my needs every single step of the way and so i think that this is also very positive Although it's for a very niche audience. So Mobility Matters is a year of my life. That's the first book uh, when I was facing this huge change with two new jobs. And I was trying to come to terms with vision loss with my, my blindness. That's the first book and through orientation and mobility training. The second book, Cane Confessions, is about my life overseas before my cane, and life overseas oh, uh, back in the states when I after I, I started learning it, and it's about adapting. Really, it's about keeping a positive attitude and trying to find ways to be successful in whatever you want to do and to uh, pursue your goals. Whatever the, I mean, I had a lot of. Funny, humorous things happen, and it shares those stories of the things that happened and how I adapted to them and the life lesson that I learned from them. And the third book is the story of uh, being hospitalized in a um, in a government hospital. Wow! With, oh with my twins. Gosh. Yeah, I lost my I lost one twin in my twentieth week and I lost the second twin in my 26th week. And I was in a government hospital, which was uh, about an hour and a half away from where I lived. So my husband could only visit me on weekends. He was busy uh, teaching, and he lived too far away to come every day. And so I had a lot of emergencies in the hospital. So the first part of the about is focused on that and how God meets my needs in the gap of of other people, and how he placed people in my life the second part of that book is about going through divorce because all of the i had had another miscarriage and all of these things impacted our our marriage not to mention our cultural differences which came out as we both faced grief for the loss of our, our babies and, and it goes through how god helped me to adapt and to forgive and to become friends with with him with my uh, ex, now ex-husband and the third part is being told that my father who was my ideal my hero that he had a uh, stage four cancer when i was overseas and i didn't know if i was going to be uh, to arrive in time to see him before he passed away so that is the journey of, lose, of losing those that i love and by to dreams and, and adjusting
0: you have received a distinguished medal from Ohio Valley University for your book *Mobility Matters*. Wow, well, Amy, you are amazing! Congrats, by the way. First of all, how did this make you feel? Tell us about that moment.
1: Oh, it was really exciting. It was. Uh, I had attended a small A uh, small well at that time it was a college and it's now a university but I received this letter stating that I have been nominated for this award would I come and, and uh, accept it so yes it was really exciting and it was a very good platform to talk about sight loss among my uh, colleagues I was uh, alumni, alumni one of the alumni of the year so that was really exciting for me very very exciting.
0: Amy you also enjoy traveling which is evident in your blog postings tell us about where you travel to who do you meet what's it like traveling as a, a blind person slash hearing impaired persons what are the accommodations all of that stuff how, how are you being treated Bye.
1: And also a different experience, a set of different experiences. And I think as I become more confident, then people respond in the same way. So when I first started traveling after my sight loss with my white cane, people thought that I couldn't do anything on my own. <laughs> Hold my hand as I went. The, uh, the, where you have to be checked, you know my cane and I had to educate them about what I could see, what I could see. In the beginning they put me in a wheelchair. This empowered. As I became bolder and more confident, I could tell people what I needed and what it, I didn't need. I felt a lot better about myself. Do things on my own. What the things that I couldn't do on my own, I asked for help. So now I just walk with somebody who shows me the right way. Mm-hmm. A lot better now, and also I've been on cruise. The, uh, wow! Noting people looking at me anymore, looking at my white cane. So I'm much, much, much more comfortable.
0: What are some of the fun countries you have been to so far?
1: I had—I uh, was saying that I had been in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica, yes. Indonesia. Wow. And so I, yeah, and I have traveled to over thirty-three different countries. So uh, yeah, it's it's been a amazing, amazing life. <laughs> I I often think that God gave me the opportunity to see so many different countries because I was losing my vision, and it was like a, a gift or something just to to fulfill my dreams.
0: That's what I used to think of it, yeah. Yeah. And finally, Amy, what advice would you give to persons with or without special needs who are going through a period of, you know, depression or marriage, relationships, family issues, anything in general?
1: Well... If they're going through depression, I I always tell people to grieve that that it's okay to grieve for loss because especially if it's an ongoing loss like the like pigmentosa, it it the, the loss losses come by little by little or fast but they come in they don't come all at once. And you have to grieve. If it goes border if it starts going on to depression but, uh, I've developed it's called Apply G uh, it's like, how your attitude affects. okay that's wonderful yeah.
0: so Amy where can we find your books where can persons contact you for any bookings of motivational speaking or you know uh, women talks or anything like that or so
1: yeah uh, yeah ablebear.com that's A-M-Y B-M-Y B-M-Y o v as in victor a i r d dot com also on twitter at author a bovert hey i'm on twitter i follow amy <laughs> and uh on facebook i have an author page i'm on linkedin i am on uh pinterest so all of these places just look up amy bovard okay.
0: yeah There you have it, folks, Miss Emmy Barfaird, book author, inspirational speaker, and so much more. Remember, guys, you can find my podcast on anchorfm.net, Apple Podcasts, Podcatcher, Spotify, Google Cast, CCB Radio in Trinidad on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Jamaica time, Dodge Radio in the UK at 11 p.m. UK time on Tuesdays, and on Sundays at 11 a.m. Guyana time on NCN radio. Join me next week Sunday for the episode entrepreneurship slash picture business idea. Remember, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good. Blessings.
2: We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva.